Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. Yes. Yes. Come on, he's moved in here. Why don't you give him about a five-second praise break this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all can shout a little bit more for the King of Kings. Come on, there you go. Yes. Well, hey, you can be seated, and while you're seated, I want you just to turn to about three or four people and say, you look so good today. I'm so glad that you are here. Oh, man, it's so good just to see every single one of you guys today. If you are here for the first time, we just want to say welcome. Come on, give it up for our first-time guests that are here today. Thank you, thank you. So glad that you chose to worship with us today, and we hope that the, the Spirit is just moving in your heart and that um, you'll come back, not because of anything that's awesome about us, but because of everything that's awesome about our God, right? Come on, because um, He's the reason why we're all here this morning, and just to get into His presence and, and not into the presence of man, but just the, the, the presence of, of God, and uh, we're just super, super excited about what God's doing here. And how it's going to move in your life. I really believe that this is a message that can unlock some things for so many of you in here today. Um, for so many of you in here that have felt stuck for a long time. Uh, because this is a message that, 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 that I've been diving into in my own life. And it's bringing so much freedom um, into my own soul. And so um, I, I just want to challenge you this morning. Really, really dig in to what God has for you. If he has you here for a reason, he knew that there was a day and time that you would be here in this exact moment. And I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that there's a, there's a time and place for everything. That the Lord, it's not an accident that you're here today. And so you have two options. You can embrace the option number one and go, okay, it's not an accident that I'm here. And so I, I, God, open my ears. Open my eyes. Let me lean in. Um, just like some of you were leaned into that television with the football game last night, or some, some of you are going to be doing that today, uh, you, I want you to lean in, because how much more important is it to hear from heaven than to see if the Titans win or not? Right? And so I want you to lean into that, because I really do believe that God has sent me here today at this exact moment in time to preach this message to you. Because here's what I want to tell you something. If you are in Christ Jesus... If you are in Christ Jesus, if you are found in Christ Jesus, if the blood of Jesus is covering your life, if the purity of Jesus is covering your life, if the righteousness of Jesus is covering your life, if the peace of Jesus is covering your life, then you are not condemned. You are not guilty anymore. You don't have to live in shame any longer. You are not a sinner. Why are you looking in the mirror and calling yourself something that Jesus doesn't see in you? 
Why are you waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and calling yourself something that God doesn't call you? Because according to the Bible, when we give our lives to Jesus, when we give our lives to Jesus, fully over to Jesus, and the, the cross, the work of the cross brings freedom from sin. It brings access to the Father. It brings complete restoration. We talked about some of this last week, but we're going to dig into it a little bit more because today I want to really, really focus on the freedom part of our faith because I think that there's a lot of Christians that you need to know that you are free. We grow up in such, such a society sometimes where, where we're in legalism and religion and we believe that we're just this nasty sinner in the hands of an angry God and we've got to come to him and go, oh, woe is me. Oh, look at my sin. Oh, do this, 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 this. And he's going, I'm not even, why are you coming to me with all of this stuff in your life. I'm not saying that we don't take our problems to the Lord, but why are you coming to me and believing that you're this nasty, sinful person? When I look at you, I don't see any of that. I see Jesus. And some of you are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this like heresy or something? Because I've just been taught that I was a sinner all my life. Like, look at me. Like, that's all I am. That's all I'm going to ever be. It's just the sinner. And then you wonder why you have no power. You wonder why you're not stepping into the anointing of God. You wonder why you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and doing mighty acts. And, and you're wondering why you're not living out a verse in G, that Jesus said that you and I would do even greater things than he did. Because he knew that he was righteous. He knew that he was pure. He knew that he was pure peace. He knew that he was everything that the perfect man was supposed to be. He came down and he lived a life for us, a perfect life. And then through the work of the cross, he covers us with all of that. And he says, now it's all yours. Let's go to the Bible and we can find out more about it. Galatians. Galatians. Chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 3. Because here's what I want to tell you about this, guys. I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to go and, like, get into the Scripture for you about this topic. For you about this topic. Because as I got into the Scripture this week, about this topic that I'm going to tell you about, about freedom, about really believing that Paul addresses every single church as a saint, not a sinner. How about that? He says, to the saints at Ephesus, to the saints at Colossians, to the saints at Thessalonica. Can I talk today? He says, to the saints. But some of us in our worldview, if we were writing a letter to the church, we'd be like, to the sinners in Nashville. To the sinners saved by grace. Yes, we are saved by grace. Yes, we were a sinner. But why are we continuing to, because our language that we use about ourselves is important, right? So why are we continuing this worldview of we're going to label ourselves just this sinner that's just saved by grace instead of realizing the freedom that God has created us to be and actually walking into a room and walking into a situation and be like, yeah, man, I'm saved, man. My life is going really well right now. Isn't it awesome? Praise Jesus. Like, look at everything that he is doing in my life. Look at what he's redeemed me from. Look at all this stuff that's going on. Look at how I have an awesome relationship with the Father, and he is blessing me. As he blessed Jesus, then he's blessing me. As I walk in the righteousness of Jesus, then, um, then, then I have more righteousness that's bestowed upon me. As I'm walking in the purity of Jesus, then I'm able to, to walk in purity in my relationships and love and all 
all these other things. And I'm not sitting there thinking about what I was because I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but he liveth in me, right? You see that? So much of the New Testament language is absolutely for freedom. Come on. I feel like today I need to be like William Wallace from that movie Braveheart where he's like, freedom, you know? Like we need to start this freedom movement in the church again to sit there and call ourselves the language that Jesus and God uses us about, about us. You know who wants you to just be kept in your sin? Not God. But yet this is the language that we use about ourselves so many times. Galatians chapter 4, which is a whole entire book on freedom, starting in verse 3. So it is with us. When we were juveniles, we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. Now, what's interesting about that? We were. Do you get that? Hey, Christian, you were enslaved to the hostile spirits of the world. But when that error came to an end, everybody say end. End. That error came to an end. And the time of fulfillment had come. When Jesus would come down, when Jesus would die for our sins, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the written law, because he had to be the perfect one to live out the written law. Yet all of this was so, somebody say was so, because that's some good language right there. All of this was so. Jesus came down, born of a woman, born of uh, just, and, and lived the perfect life. All of this happened so that he would redeem and set free. That he would redeem and set free. Not just like, okay, you're free until you do this and this and this. You're, you're, you're free, uh, you know, until you mess up. You're free until your, your next mistake. You're free. No, no, no. He, he says that he would redeem and set free all of those held hostage to the written law, sin, so that we would receive our freedom and full legal adoption as his kids. Now, I've said this before, but I want to say this again today because I believe that the adoption of Jesus to us is even almost, it is a greater gift than salvation alone. Salvation is an amazing gift, but the adoption that Jesus and God put into motion on our souls when he saved us from the cross is even greater, because here's why, and, I, and I'll use this illustration, and maybe you've heard it before, but again, I'm going to say it again, because if I go to Africa and I see a little boy that needs medical attention, he is sick, he's lonely, he looks like he hasn't eaten in days, and I pick him up and I take him to the hospital and I say, here, let's get this little boy the help that he needs, let's get him the nourishment that he needs, and then I walk away, then that's great, I helped save his life. 
But God doesn't do that with us. He sees us lost in our sin. He says, I'm going to send my son, and now I'm going to have him pick you up and give you grace that you do not deserve, and I'm going to then take you to the place where you can be saved from everything that is wrong with you, and I'm going to give you the nourishment, and I'm going to give you the redemption that you will need. Will you choose that? And then that, and then we just say, yes, Father, we will choose that. We choose you. We choose your love. We choose your redemption. We choose your freedom. And then he goes, great, now you're saved. But guess what else? Today, I'm becoming your daddy. He takes it a step farther. You who do not have a family, you now have a family for the rest of your life. You who didn't have an inheritance, you now have an inheritance for the rest of your life. You who didn't have a covering, you didn't have a big brother, you didn't have a father, you have all of that now. So salvation is amazing, but the adoption of us as sons and daughters gives us, an, an, it gives us a title. It gives us something that we would not have without the work of the cross. He said he did all this, and so that we would know for sure that we are his true children. See, it's one thing to believe something. It's another thing to know something. It's one thing to believe that I am a son of the Almighty. It's another thing to know it and live in it. It's one thing to believe that I am a daughter of God. It's another thing to know deep in my conscience that I am. And actually walk it out and live in the freedom that God has for me. And live as a son. And live as a daughter. And walk into rooms as a son. And walk into rooms as a daughter. I was reading this old revivalist this week and he said something that was just so amazing. He said that the work of the cross, the work of the Father and the work of the Son and the work of the Holy Spirit that they all do together is so that he could take a man, that he could take a woman, and make a Christ out of him. Make a Christ out of him. Make a Christ out of her. Because the Bible, Paul talks about this in the New Testament, that we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. It says that we are united as one with Christ, Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. So... It's not just like I get saved, I get baptized, I go to church, I live out morality, I live out religion. It's I get saved, I find a dad, I have the righteousness of Jesus, the purity of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the inheritance of Jesus. I have the purpose of Jesus. I become one with Jesus in my soul, in my body, in my spirit. I am united as one with Jesus. And so the point of my life is to look like Jesus. When I look in the mirror, I'm wanting to look like Jesus. So I'm not looking in the mirror and going, you are so nasty. I'm looking in the mirror and going, you are so beautiful.
so that we would know for sure that we are his true children. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts. Do you have a spirit of sonship on your heart? Do you have a spirit in your heart of being a daughter? Like that when you look in the mirror, you know I'm a daughter. You know whose you are. You know that you are a son. You know that you are Christ. You, you, you know, not that you are Christ, okay? I'm not saying that you are Christ, all right? But what I am saying is that by, but, but when you come to know Jesus, that you receive and you pray for the mind of Christ and the body of Christ. And, and, and so what is, and why does that matter, the body of Christ? It matters because are you sick? The will of God, the will of Jesus is that you wouldn't be sick. That you would have the perfect body of Christ. I believe that for you. That you would be, have the healing that flows from the body of Christ. It's a spirit of sonship released into our hearts. Moving us to cry out intimately, My Father, you are our true Father. We're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. You know, I don't want you to believe that you're just this nasty sinner because I don't think it's very fun just sitting around believing that. The Bible says that we're supposed to enjoy, like literally enjoy being sons and daughters of God. Did you enjoy your life? Like, 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 I guarantee that if we would just get into the Father's presence as much as we can, that we would begin to enjoy your life so much more. Because there would be a joy. Because you know who your Father is. You know your Papa. You know Him. You know that He is good to you. You know that He wants to bless you. You know that He cares for you. You know that He wants to do everything that He can because you're His kid. And you're just in His presence. And you will enjoy, enjoy. But if we're just constantly sitting around, just being like, oh, woe is me, I got another problem, I got this and this and this and all these other things. Let me tell you something, somebody that really knows the Lord, they don't see their problems, they see promises. I've said that before, but I want you to get it because it's so good. I've been trying to focus on that my whole entire life. Over the last couple months, it's been absolutely wonderful. Somebody that's a really a son and living out of sonship and a daughter, when they get the problem, they get on the phone, and, 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 I, and, I, and I heard it said this week. It's just like, you know what? Yep, hey, man, what you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Uh, no, man, I got a problem. Okay. But it's cool. <laughs> it gives an opportunity for Jesus <laughs> To come into my life, to take me to a deeper level, to show me something that I've never seen before. So, hey, um, what are you doing in about an hour? I don't know, nothing. Hey, why don't you come over and let's pray. And let's find out what the Lord wants to do. Instead of just going, I've got this problem. Oh, my gosh. Like, what is going to happen? I don't know. Hey, can you come pray for me? I don't know. Hey, I need your advice. I need your advice. I need your advice. No, 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 no. When you're a true son, when you're a true daughter, you don't have to be frantic all around and looking for everybody else's opinion and looking for everybody else's validation because you just go to the Father and then you go and you're, inter you're, you're interdependent. You're dependent on the Father and then you're interdependent on his sons and daughters that he's placed on the earth as well. And you go, we're going to figure out this all together. Come on, because I know I'm a son. I know I'm a daughter. I know that God's just going to use this for his good because he is good. 
I know the heart of my Father. Guys, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, you've got to know the heart of your Father. You've got to know what He says about you. You've got to come to Him in prayer, and you've got to go, God, what do you say about me? Lord, help me to see myself how you see me. That's why it's so important for you to get this message because the number one thing, because remember, we're kind of talking about spiritual warfare, and the number one thing that the enemy doesn't want you to know is who you are, who you really are. He does not want you to believe this. He wants you to be stuck in religion. He wants you to be calling yourself a sinner all the time. He wants you to be doing this and this and this. You know why? Because if you knew who you really were, he would be shaking at you. You would not be shaking at him. This week as I was preparing for this message, there were some things going on in my life, and, and I really began to like really believe this. Like, really believe what I'm talking to you about today. And I literally felt the presence of the enemy go from this to, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? He knows. We better back off of him because if we go after him too much longer, it's going to cost us what we don't have because the enemy is limited. Do you know that? And he's small in all actuality. And the worst thing that can happen to the enemy is that sons and daughters would actually claim their identity. Their identity. And really start living it out. And really start living it out. But we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we are his... We can access everything. Treat yourself, the Father says. We can access everything our Father has. For we are heirs of God through Jesus, the Messiah. Do you live as you can access everything? Like you have complete access to the Father because of what Jesus did for you. So many of you, you're praying and your prayers are just like this week, man, God just blew me away. Like, like literally, there was something that, that was going on and I was like, okay, I'm going to write this email to this person. And so I typed out the email and I typed exactly what I wanted to say. And then the, the Lord was like, don't send that email. I want you just to put it in a note for, for just put it in a note. Just trust me. Just trust me, son. I said, all right. I put it in the note. Um, 20 minutes later, I get a text saying, hey, can you talk at 1130? And I'm like, sure. And so I'm, I'm talking to these people. And, um, and we get to this point where I was like, yeah, I wrote this kind of email thing. I was going to send it to you this morning. So I, I guess I can tell you. And the Lord is like, shh, let them talk. And I go, but, but we'll get to that. I'll just let you go, you, you go ahead and finish. <laughs> and you can just tell me, like, what you're going to tell me. And this, uh, this lady on the phone, she rolls out almost word for word what was in that note. 
that I wanted to see happen. In fact, there was even more that she told me than what I had even written down. Here's what I say to that. When I got the, when I got the message from the Lord to not send the email, but just go, hey, Father, you know everything that's in this email, because that's what I did. You know everything that's in this note that I'm about to send. You know every single word. So would you just make it happen? And he did in abundance. This morning, I was praying, and I was like, God, just, just like send like so many awesome people to the church this morning. And I look out, and this place is just absolutely full this morning. It's so awesome. And we're, like, worshiping, and it's, like, sounding like just hundreds of angels that are in this room. And, and, and God was just sitting there going, like, see, son, I love you. It's amazing how much the Father wants to pour out on his kids. But, but we have this bad theology that I can't ask that of the Lord. Like, it's just too much. And he's going, what? No, there's nothing too big for me, daughter. There's nothing too big for me, son. Why don't you just trust me? Yeah, you may not get it when you want it, but I will bless you. I want to bless you. You are my son. Just like I bless Jesus, I bless you. Just like I give Jesus righteousness, I give you righteousness. Just like I give Jesus everything, everything that I have is yours. Do we believe Scripture or not, church? Do we really believe? Do we really believe what the Bible's dealing? Come on. Do we really want to smoke it or not? Come on. You know, it's all right. You can laugh. I'm serious. Like, 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 just listen to this for a minute, okay? We're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters, and because we are His, we can access everything our Father has, for we are heirs of God through Jesus, the Messiah. Before we knew God as our Father, and we became His children, we were unwitting servants to the powers that be, which are nothing compared to our God. Ah, oh, man, as the Holy Spirit is waking me up, I believe, like, one of the saddest things in the world is that, that we are so conformed to the world and we don't even know it. And he's going, no, I, I've come so that you can be completely free of that. Completely free of their ways. Completely free of the beliefs that they have. Completely free. So that you walk into a room with my freedom and my access and everything that I've given you. And people are like, what? is up with you. You are so weird. But in reality, you're like, no, you're, you're actually weird. I'm just living in my God-given identity. And, the, the, this, and this is actually what it looks like in fullness. Whoa. Wow. What does the world need to see? The fullness of God. How does God want to do that? Through you and me. That's why he doesn't want, to, he doesn't want you just to look at yourself as a sinner anymore. That doesn't mean that you're without sin. But it means that you're not concentrating on what he came to save you from. But you're living in everything 
that he has now made you to be. Do you get that? That he has now made you to be. You're living in that. You're living in that. Oh, that's so good. But now that we truly know him and understand how deeply we're loved by him. Let me stop right there. Do you truly understand how deeply loved you are for the Father to do this work of freedom in your life and to give you everything that the Bible says that you can have? In fact, let's just stop there for just a moment and just have everybody close your eyes for just a minute. And if you don't think that God is good, if you don't think that you're deeply loved because of everything that you've been through, or whatever it is, I just need you to know, I need the Holy Spirit just to speak into you right now. You are deeply loved. When I was going through some depression and anxiety that I was experiencing, you know what the number one thing, that the number one just twisted belief in my head was that the, all of a sudden God became not good to me. I started questioning his love for me. I started questioning his love for my family. I started questioning what's the number one thing that Satan wants to do. The very first thing that he comes to us in, in the Bible and he does is he questions. Did God really say? The Father loves you deeply. I just want to tell you, it's just so much more freeing to have a view of God. (laughs) Where this God that I know utterly loves me, has more completely called me righteous and pure and holy. And the beauty of it is, and, and if you read on in Galatians and Romans and all these other places, the beauty of it is it's not because of anything I've ever done. <laughs> it says it's a gift of God. You can't earn this righteousness. You can't earn this purity. You can't earn this peace. You can't earn. For so many of us, that goes exactly against the American way. I've got to earn it. I've got to earn it. The Father's like, I want you to receive it. I just want you to receive how deeply I love you. How deeply I love you. That we may truly know him. And understand how deeply we're loved by him. And if we truly understand how deeply we are loved by him, why would we even for a moment consider turning back to those weak, feeble principles of religion? 
The spirit of religion is earn your way to God. The spirit of religion is I must do something. The spirit of religion is, oh, woe is me. Let me give myself 29 lashes. The spirit of the father says my perfect son already received those lashes. My perfect son was crucified for your sin, so why are you still trying to live in your sin? Or acting like that when I look at you, all I see is a sinner. When in reality, when you come to me, all I see is my son. All I see is redeemed. All I see is beautiful. All I see is loved. I don't see your guilt. I don't see your shame. The enemy is the one that wants you to live in guilt. The enemy is the one that wants you to live in shame. The enemy is, what, is the one that wants you to live in condemnation. Jesus the Holy Spirit, our Father, put this plan into motion to bring us freedom, to bring you freedom so that you could truly be whole and walk and live in that freedom. I want to tell you a quick story as the band comes up. So listening to, and I had about five more scriptures that I could go into today. And if you want those, come up to me and I'll, I'll go into them. Because as I read the New Testament, guys, like the New Testament just blows my mind with this teaching. Like, like literally how much freedom is there for us if we would access it. Like it's all over the pages of the New Testament. Um. But I was listening to this guy preach, and he told this story this week, and it was a beautiful story. He said he was getting ready to go preach at this, uh, this guy's church, and, and the pastor was like, man, we got this one couple in the church, and, and it's just like, like, if you don't come and do something, I don't know if I'm going to be able to just keep them at the church or not, because they are constantly causing trouble with everybody. It, it, it's constantly drama, drama, drama all around them. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and so the guy showed up. And he said the Holy Spirit told him that they were supposed to get the whole entire church, as many people that would, would and come to this guy's house, this couple's house, and just pray over the house. And for those people that could pray and pray in tongues and pray in like all these other ways, like just go and just do that for an hour, they told him. For an hour, that's all we're going to do over this guy's house is we're just going to pray all through the yard, all through the house. And they had 400 people show up to pray. He said about 20 minutes in, they see the husband. And the husband and the wife are just like down on their knees being delivered from all of the stuff that was going on. Just completely being delivered. And they got done. And the husband and the wife were the most free that they had ever been. 
See, here's why this is so important, this teaching. I saw a video, and I'm going to finish that other story in just a minute, but I, I, I saw a video of a guy who was saying that I'm a Christian, and I'm just going to suffer with anxiety my whole entire life. And the people that made this film, like, it was, it was one of these things where I'm going, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say is, like, I can be a Christian and just live with anxiety and live with depression and all these things. And, and the Lord isn't mad at me and the Lord isn't this and this and this. But I, I just go, I, I get it. And, and, like, if you're struggling with those things, trust me, I've been through them and I know. But here's what I know. I will never, ever, ever, the whole entire time that I was going through all that stuff, I would never, never, never it, it just go to the Lord and say, I'm going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to take a pill for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. Because I believe in the work of the cross that he can look at you and go, you may be suicidal today. You may be living in depression today. You may be living in anxiety today. You may be living in a porn addiction today. You may be living in a drug addiction today. But I can completely deliver you. I've got to believe that. Or the cross isn't real. The cross isn't real if he can't deliver me. If you can't free me from my issues, like never in a million years would I have any of you go, let's make a, 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 a video about how you're a Christian and you're going to continually live in your, coca- your cocaine addiction. I would never say that. and We've never watched that video. But yet we can't seem to find freedom mentally. When the scripture says that Christ died to set you free. Free, completely free, not a little bit free, not partially free, free. And I'm finding that in my own life, and it's absolutely beautiful, and I want that for you. I want that for you. So this couple, they're free. And people are looking at them like, what happened to this couple? Like, this couple was so argumentative. This couple was so, like, um, demeaning. This, this couple was so manipulative. This couple was so needy. And, and now all of a sudden, like, there's a... They, There's a light that's like over their house. And then God starts bringing people to this house randomly. There's a lady that shows up and she says, I was driving down the interstate and I was getting ready to run my car right into a pylon. And I was going to try to kill myself. But the Holy Spirit told me to go to this house and just follow this light. And there was a light that was like shining right over your house. And I don't know what that's about, but I'm supposed to be here. And over the next month, they saw over 125 people come into that house. There were just people that just wanted to be in that house. Why? Because the presence of God was in that house. The presence of healing was in that house. The presence of freedom was in that house. It's amazing. What if this became that house for Nashville? What if we would be Christians that would believe that we can be totally free? And we come into a place like this and, 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 and we pray for those people that are not free, that are just like that couple. And then they find freedom. What if you could find freedom today? What if you could really believe what God says about you? And that you would walk in freedom. That you would walk being 
like Christ. That Christ died so that you could be the mind of Christ in your workplace, the mind of Christ in your marriage, the mind of Christ in your parenting, the mind of Christ in your singleness, the mind of Christ, the body of Christ, united with Him. Oh, believing that you have. Oh, not cockiness. <laughs> oh, I'd pray there'd be a holy swagger on every single one of y'all in here. Come on, come on. There'd just be a holy swagger on you. <laughs> what would this world look like? Oh, that's what I want. It's that holy swagger of David sitting out there on the, the battlefield. Whoo! Going, I know who I am, and I know who has me. So, giant, you must fall. So I don't know exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this moment, but I want you just to stand. All I know is that he told me to, to declare freedom today. And so if you're in here today and you say, I need freedom. Like real freedom. Real freedom. I want you to know it's available. I want you to know that God sent you here so that you could receive it today. And yes, sometimes it's a process, but yes, sometimes it can happen in a moment. And so I, I just want you to think about your life right now. I want you to think about, if you're a Christian, I want you to think about how do you see yourself when you go and look in the mirror? Do you see what God has redeemed? Or do you still see yourself stuck in the wages of sin and death? Because what you behold is what you will become. Let me say that again. What you behold will be what you will become. So if you will behold yourself in the light of the Scriptures, then you'll become like the way Jesus sees you and speaks over you in the scriptures. And so I want you to just close your eyes. And if you've been following Jesus for a long time, but you still just see yourself in this ugly light and not a light of redemption, then I, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to say, Jesus, forgive me. And let me embrace who I really am. That you are mine. We're going to sing that in just a minute, but I want you to sing that song differently. I want you to sing it like, like it really is true. Like everything that you are is mine. Everything that you have given me access to is mine. Everything. Not just some of it. Everything. The Father wants to bless you. 
pour his love down upon you. He wants you to, to, to view yourself as going, God, man, what are you doing today? It's awesome. I, I don't even know what it is, but I just know I just need to trust you, Father. I just know I need to trust you, Holy Spirit. I just know I just need to just, just like, you got this because you're my dad. I trust you completely. You're good. You love me. There's no question. And the Christ follower that's becoming like Jesus, there's no question in your life if God loves you or not. You just know it. No matter what, you just know it. You know it. So, Father, I pray an impartation of what you're pouring into me, into every single person that's here. An impartation of what you put into the Holy Spirit and what you've put into Jesus, what you put into yourself, that it would flow into every single life here, that we would leave here if we are a Christ follower, knowing deeply that you love us. And maybe if you're not a Christ follower, but you're like, this is what I've been looking for my whole entire life, then this is your moment just to say yes with Jesus. I don't need to necessarily say a prayer or anything over your life. All you have to do is just say yes to Jesus and no to your sin that you will no longer view yourself in the light of sin, but you will view yourself in the light of forgiveness and redemption, and that you will say, I've been forgiven. I have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Just make that confession over your life. I've been forgiven. I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. There's no reason to see myself in light of my sin. There's every single reason to see myself in light of my redemption, in light of my hope, in light of where I'm going. I will live as a son of the light, not a son of the darkness anymore. I will live as a daughter of the light, not a daughter of darkness anymore. I will live as embracing the light. It does not mean that I'm going to be perfect. It does not mean that I'm not ever going to sin, but I know when I do, it's already covered. I know that I'm, it's already covered. It's, it's already done. Like Jesus has paid the price. I don't have to pay the price any longer. I don't need to take the lashes because my Savior is taking them for me. He is mine. I am His and we are together united as one living in perfect love living in perfect harmony, living in perfect peace, living in perfect righteousness, living in everything that Christ is, I will become Him, His mind, His body, His soul, His spirit. Let that live. Let that dwell in me. And then let it go out into all of humanity so that this week everybody can go, what happened to you? I got into the presence of the Lord. I got into the presence of my daddy. And He changed me in that service. He changed me today. He changed me. And He can change you because He loves you. He deeply loves you. He deeply cares for you. He deeply wants you. He deeply desires you. Come on.